Welcome to Wellversed, where we bring biblical principles of governance to governmental leaders and you. This is the Wellversed podcast. I'm so excited to get to introduce to you Alejandro Monteverde. Uh, he's making quite an impact upon our world right now in a movie that you're all going to want to see. Make sure you go see it. But first of all, let's find out about him, who he is personally. So let me just go right to him. Uh, Alejandro, thank you for being on with us. It's an honor to have you. But I want you, before we talk about the movie, uh, tell us about you, your life personally, who you are, where you're from, and just general personal information. Yeah, uh, my name is Alejandro Monteverde. I was born and raised in Mexico, in Tampico, Mexico. And I moved to the U.S. to learn English when I was around 18 years old. And I started film and I'm a filmmaker, film director, writer, director. And I'm here to uh, talk about my latest film, how did you you landed in at age 18 and how did, did you how did you get into filmmaking um that's a really good question i you know i i, I was born and raised in mexico and in there there was no such a thing there was not a, 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 a film culture you know i i grew up watching movies but i didn't know there was such a thing as filmmaking uh, i always thought that actors made the movies you know we always say hey let's go see the new Tom Cruise film, and I thought that Tom Cruise was the one doing everything, right? And my parents, I was the only one in the family that didn't speak English, so they sent me to Austin, Texas to learn English. And while I was there, uh, I obviously was trying to figure out what to do with my life. And I had a flashback, and I remember that when I was a kid, I used to play very intense with all my toys, but my Superman didn't fly. He 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 had feelings and, and emotions. And I remember always trying to tell stories with my toys so much that my friends couldn't play with me because I was taking it too serious, right? So when I was in Austin one day, I see a film shoot and I realized that they were doing the exact same thing, but instead with toys, they were using actors. And right there, I said, that's what I want to do. And that's where my my detour started. And I, I I asked my parents if I could stay longer in the U.S. And one thing led to another one. I applied to the University of Texas Film School. Uh, it took me a while to get in because, unfortunately, my grades were not pretty good. So, but eventually, I got in. And uh, to my surprise, you know, the first time I made a short film, it it. Uh, it really opened a lot of doors. I started getting sponsorships and I won a lot of film festivals. And so uh, I, I realized that that instinct I had was, was a calling and, and, and a gift that I had to explore deeply. And obviously in the beginning, I explored it especially because I was just looking to further myself only. And, you know, it was a, a very, you know, it was a dream driven by my ego. It was, I wanted to make movies for three reasons, for me, for me, and for me. And there was one film uh, right before I was gonna graduate from film school, it was called Children's List. And that movie had a massive impact on me. At the end of the film, you have Chindler crying. And, you know, his assistant comes and tells him, you know, cry because you just rescued 10,000 people. And he says, no, I'm crying because I could have, 
sell my car and save one more. And right there, I questioned. It was a, a film that made me question myself. What am I doing for others? You know, Mother Teresa said, a life no live for others is a wasted life. So right there, that's when the, another detour kicked in. And that's when I decided to make films that elevate human dignity, that not only entertain, you know, obviously it's cinema. And first, my job as a filmmaker is to entertain my audience through the power of cinema. But then I was like, well, can I take him through journeys that are that have profound meaning? And that's that's uh, the kind of movies I've been making since then. And uh, this is uh, just finished my fourth film that is coming out in theaters after Sound of Freedom. So people that will come to see Sound of Freedom, they'll see the trailer of my new movie that is coming out on March 8th. And it's all in the same line of, 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 uh, of work. Well, there's uh, two things that personally I want to share with you. Uh, the first one is you and I have one thing in common. I made two movies, only what we don't have in common, I'm not a good filmmaker. <laughs> <laughs> I did it when I, was, when I was in graduate school. One was a 17-minute movie on the Jesus Revolution or Jesus, Jesus Movement, I should say. And the other one was about a story of an athlete and some athletics. Um, but I, I just dabbled in it while I was a graduate student, just kind of for fun. And uh, and and you have a skill in, in anointing and a calling, and I had none of the above at all. <laughs> but I want to mention, uh, I, I want to mention, you said Schindler's List. My wife's name is Rosemary Schindler Garlow. Oh, wow. Through her uh, first husband, he's deceased now, but through her first husband, uh, there is a relationship to Oscar Schindler. Oscar Schindler had no offspring. When the movie came out, uh, she was in contact with Schindler's family, Oscar Schindler's family, oh, wow. the Czech Republic. <clears throat> they did not have, many of those in Europe did not, uh, Schindler's didn't have a strong interest in him because he had been perceived as being a, a traitor uh, yeah. by the Nazis. And so they sent to her his personal memorabilia. So she has his passports, his Bible, all these items. Wow. And she lectures on Oscar Schindler. And wow. And she, she still has all that? Oh, yeah. She has every bit of it. And then wow, when, that's amazing. when we take people to Israel, she's made 75 trips to Israel. And, and one of the last days, we go to Oscar Schindler's grave. And yeah. she's there and lectures and prays a commissioning prayer over people. Oh, wow. Give me just one second to get her here. That's amazing. I was I was just there. I was just uh, a, a month and a half ago. I was in in Gistum. Go go ahead. Uh, just a month and a half ago, I was in Schindler's tomb as well. I went to see his tomb. I was in uh, in Israel. I did a. a, a I've been in Israel not so. I've been three times. This was my third time, and and I this last time. I had the opportunity to go and visit his his uh, his grave, and uh, it was it was beautiful. Still had all the rocks, all the pebbles, stones, and everything. We're it was talking a great film, experience. We're talking to film director uh, Alejandro Masverde from Los Angeles. Hi, very nice to meet you. He's going to take us tell us about the Sound of Freedom, but he was telling me his story, born in Mexico and such. I won't repeat all of it because everybody's heard that, but. When he got here, he was impacted by movies, uh, particularly, but impacted by one movie. Tell her just, if you can, a little bit more of the impact of Schindler's List on you. And that one. Yeah, I was about to graduate from film school, and 
you know, I was just a, the, your typical artist, filmmaker, and I just wanted to make movies pretty much to empower myself, just for fame, power, money, and all the stuff. And I saw one movie before I graduated, uh, I saw Children's List, and it spoke really deep to me uh, just because of the whole concept of living a life for others. And it made me question, you know, it was an existential question, you know, what am I doing for others? That's when I decided to use my, my work, my films, to elevate human dignity and so on. So I'm a big fan of Chindra's List and I was just uh, visiting Israel just a month and a half ago and I got the chance to go and see his, his grave. And, uh, and it was a, a, a beautiful experience. So he was telling me about you. So it's very, very nice to meet you. See, the particular scene that you refer to, every time she lectures about Oscar Schindler, she shows that scene. Yeah. The closing scene, when he, when he became, he became the refugee and um, his workers, his children became his parents, his, his saviors. So the role switched. So we never know. Um, we can, um, when we bless others, it may be come back to us in, in many powerful ways. Amen. So we still meet some of the people in the movie on our trips over there. Yeah. Right. The, the, fa the uh, famous, uh, the couple that got married in the movie. Uh, yeah. Rebecca Bow, uh, Rosemary is very, very close friends with their daughters. Their daughters always come and lecture to our group mm -hmm. and tell the story oh. to Joseph. It, it's one of the most stunning stories. Uh, the cop, he was the Walt Disney of Israel. Once he got out of the camp and got back to Israel, he became the animator, the Walt Disney of Israel. And, and at the same time it was going on here in the U.S. through Walt Disney, he was doing that there. In fact, the movie just, wow. I took a, a, a passenger about uh, 12 years ago and she felt after hearing them, that was the call for her life. And so she studied filmmaking in Hollywood, moved from Hawaii to, to Southern California. And just her film just came out now on the life of Joseph Bao, because she was so impressed by the life of this man who Oscar Schindler saved yet helped yeah. the other. So what you're doing is just replicated, goes on and on. It's so important. Yeah, wow. I mean, one of, one of, it's very interesting because, you know, I, I just finished two films. They're both coming out in theaters pretty much back to back. And, you know, when you test a film, you always ask at the end, you know, what, what movie do you comp this with? And it's really interesting that both films, people many, many times, like a lot of times, they compare it with Chindra's List. Oh, so for me, that's one of the, it's almost like a full circle. You know, uh, just at the premiere of Sound of Freedom was uh, 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 just arrived yesterday, the day before yesterday, last this last Saturday, I'm by with, with the dates, in Miami. And one of the guys that hosted the whole thing, he was saying how much, this film impacted to him and it reminded him of the same way the first time he saw a children's list. So it's just crazy how that film had a massive impact, but how, you know, now my work, people keep referring to some of my films as back to, to this movie. So it's just, uh, you know, the whole okay. domino effect. It's a message of heaven that God sent a savior to redeem us. And no matter who you are, it, it touches the heart and soul of every person because 
it's the truth of why God brought us into creation and what he did for us. Whether we realize it or not, this is the, the good news. Well, I'll end up, I apologize. I've never taken this long to get into the thrust of the interview. I apologize for such a uh, elongated detour. But well, life is all full of detours. It's, it's, uh, I, call it, I call it the surrender, the surrender experiment, the surrender path. I just, would you pray a blessing over him based upon uh, the anointing that's upon his life? Um, and the sort of Schindler's type of calling that's happening. Uh, before he he talks about the movie, folks, we're going to get to the movie, and I've been hearing incredible reports about it. Mm. Would you just pray a blessing over Alejandro? Yes, Father, we thank you for Alejandro, that he is your prophet and he is your apostle, bringing the good news of salvation, of rescue, of of one who is willing to lay down their life for another to seek freedom and salvation and rescue from evil. We thank you, Father, that this message will not only touch the hearts of everyone who hears it, but it'll transform them. Father, that something will take place, an anointing will be on this film that will quicken their, their spirit, soul, and body into the truth and the reality of the kingdom of God and that they have a role to play, and they've been called for such a time as this. So we thank you for Alejandro, and we thank you, Father, for enlisting mighty mighty angelic hosts around about him. Just as you did, Jesus, Father, may your um, emissaries, your angelic um, hosts, comfort him, protect him, guide him, as your Holy Spirit leads him into the message of the moment, for the kingdom of God in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Alejandro, we want to hear about this movie. A friend of mine who really follows movies closely, he is adamant that this is one of the most important and one of the most compelling he has ever seen. He just kept emphasizing, Jim, you, you can't believe the importance of this movie, and he was so strongly worded in terms of his compliments of the movie and you personally. And then why the world needs to see this. Tell us what the title of the movie is and tell us the story. Uh, the title of the movie is called Sign of Freedom. And is a story of a former uh, federal agent. Uh, I think he was Homeland Security. Who discovers a higher calling, which is to go rescue the children of the world. Uh, he, well, he was working... As a federal agent in the U.S., he was limited to what he could do uh, because he had to stay within the perimeters of his, his uh, you know, the United States. So when he finds out that there is all these children that are being kidnapped and sell on the sex trade in Colombia, uh, it's an origin story. This is his first mission. Uh, he quits the job, his job and mortgages his house and risks his life to go rescue these children. Uh, in Colombia, and it's, it's that journey. It's, so it's an odyssey. It's a cinematic odyssey into the heart of darkness. However, it's filled with hope and light. You know, the battle between, this is, this is a like a massive battle between light and darkness. So the whole film, it's built with images that are dark, and there's always that pierce of light coming across through every frame and it's just that's the 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 subliminal message 
that yes, there is this darkness that we're fighting, but the light would always pierce through 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 that. And um, that's in a nutshell her is this is uh, his story. It's a true story, and uh, uh, based on Tim Ballard. Based on the true story, and who plays the role of this individual? Uh, Jim Caviezel. Jim Caviezel plays the the. Uh, he he plays him. And so the, the, the gentleman involved in this uh, very dangerous but important ministry, he, he's ongoing today doing this. Yes. Yeah. His rescue in this film is 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 the first time he went into Colombia, and it's his first rescue mission, and 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 rescue a lot of children. But until today, I think he's in the thousands. Uh, um, is he's continue doing that work, and uh, and and the film just focuses on the first, on the first, uh, on his first mission. But it's it's it it is a it's almost like apocalypse now. You know, we start we start in in the border in Calexico and we end up in in the Amazons. So it is a massive odyssey. It is a it's a it's a story of a of a it's a heroic uh, uh, journey. Now, my understanding is that the movie has been quite a long journey that you've been on, and it's, it's actually it was completed some time ago and just now getting released. Am I correct in that? Yes, yes. It, it it's and but you know, looking back, I think it's the perfect time. It's perfect timing. You know, I, I was very frustrated before. Yes, we finished. You know, at the end of 2019, early 2020, and then boom, we got hit with COVID, and then after COVID. You know, we lost our distribution deal because they 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 didn't know how to market a film like this, or they didn't think there was a market out there for a movie like this. And um, you know, we, it took it took a little time and a lot of perseverance. But in the meantime, we had the opportunity to screen the film all around the nation and see the reactions of the audiences. And that's what told us, you know, there's a massive audience out there. I mean, we were getting standing ovations, literally from coast to coast. And people were really, really moved by the film that they wanted to be part. They wanted to create a movement. And I do think this is a film that could become a movement. Uh, and, and we're just, you know, very, very excited to, to see this. But, you know, we, we were able to partner with, 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 with a studio, uh, Angel Studios, and that really, really are giving the film the, the, the attention that this movie needs. And this movie needs a special nurture. It's not a film that you just pulled out into theaters. It's a film that needs you know, a special way of marketing. And, and uh, uh, it's just been amazing right now. It's, uh, the film is it's, it's doing extremely well. We're, we're, we're very, very, uh, the, the pre-sales are doing incredible. I think we're, we're on par with, 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 uh, with uh, the film we're competing is, it's Indiana Jones. Uh, on pre-sales uh, per screen, so we're we're really up there, and 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 it's just you know for us we don't have a hundred million dollars in in marketing uh, uh, budgets, but what we have is the word of mouth. This is a film that that's why it's so important that people go see it on the first week, because when they see it, they will become our billboards. You know we don't have the funds to put billboards in every corner like Indiana Jones. Our billboards will be the first, the opening week, you know, all the people that will go see it opening week and when they get moved and touched, then they will become spreading the word. And that's why it's so important that the first week it's, 
we we hit it we hit it hard when we flew back just now from europe um jesus revolution was on the delta movie option list and that was amazing because the same thing happened there the incredible response and uh, outpouring of support for that movie brought it now on on to the international um, public yeah so Folks, we're talking with, if you just tuned in late, Alejandro Monteverde, and he is the film director for a movie that's coming out in a few days, uh, Sound of Freedom. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's a story, he's just described a story of uh, really having to do the whole issue of human trafficking. Uh, as, as bad as that topic is, you're going to be encouraged by this movie a great deal. But tell us uh, what date, where can they see a trailer? What date is this release date? And how many theaters is it releasing in across the country? Where can they likely see it? Yeah, so it releases July 4th. A, a, a very uh, bold time to come out. Uh, but it's, it's, a, it's a day that celebrates, you know, freedom. So this is a movie in a way we can honor freedom by, by, uh, by coming to, to, to watch a film. So, so to... to to root for the freedom of all the children that are right now that are in, in, in captive. And um, it's coming out, I think right now we're around 2,400 theaters. So it is a wide release. Um, and it's, it's uh, we are definitely David against Goliath, but we're, we're a smaller David than David himself. So our stone is the audience because in order for us, you know, we're first coming out against Indiana Jones and then Mission Impossible and then Oppenheimer. Uh, and then Barbie, so it's uh, we we've, 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 we need the audience to come and root for us. Uh, uh, it is a film, you know. The kind of movies that I like to make is are movies that start when the movie ends. I, I like to leave the audience in in a reflective state of mind, just like Chinra's List did to me. And and one of the things that you know now thousands and thousands of people have seen the film because we tour with the film. Uh, while well, well, we were looking for, for our partner. And the reaction has been incredible. So we really have, you know, a lot of hopes that, 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 um, that people will come to see this film because in many ways, you know, how can you change something if you're not aware of it? And so the idea is that this film creates awareness on this darkness. I didn't know about this. You know, I started on this journey around five, six years ago. And you know what, it hit me really hard was the following. I saw, it was late at night and I saw a news report on a little piece. It was like 15 minute piece on child trafficking. And it was children, six, seven, eight year old kids. And it hit me really hard that I didn't know about this. I knew about human trafficking, but I didn't know they were trafficking children that young and that it was such a lucrative business for, for, for these criminal organizations. But what I saw the other problem is this, is once you find and know about this, it's when good people know about this darkness and do nothing about it. That to me, it's a greater problem because if good people don't do anything about this, then where is the hope? And that's, this is what this film uh, focuses on. That's why it ends with great hope because it's people that find about this and they actually do something about it. And I always tell people when they ask me, well, what can I do? It's just very simple. Just create awareness, talk about it. You know, awareness creates change. And, 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 but the film in itself, it is a movie and it's still 
under the umbrella of the magic of cinema. It is a cinematic odyssey. You know, that's one of the things that I constantly hear. It was a cinematic experience. And that's what we, we, uh, we did in, in, in this film. Well, so this is like bringing to light another type of Holocaust because many people 80 years ago thought it was a conspiracy theory that there were Jews being gassed in the chambers and put in concentration camps, but it was brought to light. And many people think that sex child trafficking is a conspiracy theory. And what you're yeah. doing is bringing to light modern day Holocaust, modern day murder and disaster and uh, of, of even worse, innocent children. It's yeah. so honorable. Yeah, I mean, th think about this. Imagine what, what would have happened if generalists would have come out during the Holocaust. They would have created a tremendous change. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're doing here. It's, 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 this is one of the massive issues of our time. And, and a movie like this, it'll, it'll, it'll create awareness on a subject like this, just like it created to me. I mean, it was a little piece. And, you know, what, what I see right now daily is I see all this news on child abuse around the world and in America. But then the next day, the news is gone. So it's not a priority. And that's when, one of the things is that, that, that uh, as, as a nation, we have to make child abuse and child trafficking as a priority. And uh, that's, that's why I, I, I dare to say that this is a, an important film, but I'm not asking people to come and see a movie that is gonna hit him over the head. No, you're gonna be entertained. It is, it is still a movie. It's just like, like coming to see a beautiful orchestra or, or symphony, still music now, there's meaning, there's an important, profound meaning into to, to this story. But you, you know, I'll guarantee the artists will go on a journey on this. Well, I, uh, I so appreciate the, um, your awareness of the societal impact that you can have by this. And we join with you in praying that this really be much more of a movement than a movie and to stir the human heart, I, I think, Back in the pre uh, in the slavery days, the pre Civil War in America, Harriet Beecher Stowe, who came from a very distinguished family, wrote a book called Uncle Tom's Cabin. Yeah, the book moved moved the masses in America yeah. against slavery. Think of William Wilberforce and what he did in England. And so we, I, I pray that kind of an anointing uh on you a harriet beecher stowe william wilberforce anointing yeah upon yeah. upon your life yeah. we we were just uh, last week in in europe and we traveled in seven nations and last thursday we were in london and we saw these big crowds and figure out what was going on <clears throat> right near trafalgar square and turned out they're all i said what's what's what are you standing in this big line for i said we're going to try to see tom cruise and so mm -hmm. we saw all these security guards and everything they just had a, a big, the grand opening of Mission Impossible, Tom Cruise, and he was there yeah. personally uh, for it. What you're called to is significantly more important in the kingdom, and and we want to agree in prayer. And, I, and we're a World Prayer Network, so folks, you just begin praying right while this interview is going on for Alejandro and for Sound of Freedom, which releases yeah. the 4th of July. You'll have plans with your family, undoubtedly. 
but add to your plans for that day to go to a theater. 2,400 theaters means there's one close to you. Yes. And you tell them what's the website and then where could they see a trailer? Uh, to the trailer be- is, uh, yeah, the trailer is everywhere, uh, just anywhere in YouTube. Um, and if they go to angelstudios.com, they're the distributors. There's many ways into how to support the film. There's all the pre-sales, you can pre-buy tickets, uh, but also there is another way if you feel called to, you know, a lot of the people today, you, you know, if you feel moved, you can buy a ticket for somebody else. And a lot of the times they will go see it just because they have a free ticket. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's it, it, like you said, you know, uh, Uncle, Sta- oh, Uncle, uh, uh, Uncle Tom's uh, Cabin. Yeah, Uncle, Uncle Tom's Cabin. That's one of the books that move Tim Ballard. That's his favorite book. He quotes that book all the time. Uh, that's why he calls his his organization, his nonprofit organizations, uh, OUR, Op- uh, Operation Underground Railroad. When you use the name Tom Ballard, you're referring that's the individual. Tim Ballard is the 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 movie that is the the the, the film is based in his life. Oh, and so he calls his movie. I mean, he calls his mystery UTC. I mean, Uncle Tom's Cabin. OUR. Oh, you are Operation Underground Railroad. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. Underground Railroad. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh. he's been inspired by by the book and 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 the author. So it's it's uh, we here and you know it's been it's been it's been in a parallel uh, uh, path with us. You know the 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 the, the, the that book. So. It's 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 been a journey. It's been a a, a long journey, but I feel the time the time is it's it's been perfect. Leandro, what is uh, when you do a movie like this? This is tremendous spiritual warfare you face. What if you're comfortable talking about what was some of the most challenging moments for you that you uh, felt the impact of spiritual warfare coming against you, and how did you overcome that? The reason I'm asking is because everyone, in the, if they're faithful to their calling and anointing and the cause to which God's called them, they face uh, a gale force onslaught. Uh, what, what were some of the very difficult moments in producing this movie that you faced and how did you persevere through them? And the flip side of that, is, which may be directly related, what are the moments in which you felt some of the greatest opening of the Red Sea for you in the midst of the movie production where you face such enormous challenges and then suddenly God just stepped in and supernaturally did amazing. Yeah. Well, you know, obviously it was the, the distribution, you know. Um, in the beginning, we started this movie with Fox and it was, I was like, finally, you know, I get to do a movie that already has distribution before I start the film, you know, because normally as an independent filmmaking, that's, that's one of the always the challenge. And then when we finished the film, you know, uh, Fox, you know, we thought we we were already partners, but they 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 activated, you know, they 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 had the first look deal, where when they were facing, you know, the bureaucracy that movies normally go through, we found ourselves alone, and that was very frustrated because it was it was the first year we were trying to figure out what we we're going to do with the film. But then COVID hit. So then it's like, okay, 
we don't know how long it's going to last. So at one point, you feel like the movie is never going to see the, the light of the day. So, you know, I have to say, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a little dark. And then I went to do another film. And then at one point, my other movie, I finished it. And, you know, we were in negotiations. We started getting offers. So I was like, wow, my new movie is going to come out first than my last movie. And just out of the blue, it was like, I, I, you know, we, we kind of already in many ways have given up on the film on the outside. In the inside, I never gave up. I was in surrender mode and I, 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 I had faith that somehow, but I just, we just didn't know how. Somehow the film was going to come out and because it's a great film. So I, I knew, I was like, you know, this is a really good movie. I see how the people are reacting. It's going to come out. But this one we let go that all of a sudden, just a film within a week and a half, we closed the deal with the distributor. They were so passionate about the film. And from signing, they picked up July 4th. I mean, it was the craziest move because they didn't have, they, we didn't have enough time to market the film. So we, we signed and then we got to work. And so I switched. It was, it was very interesting because I was traveling with my other film, promoting the other film. And then all of a sudden, I'm pulled out of that and put into sound of freedom mode. And now I'm in this journey. And it's like, it just happened so quick that, you know, I can only give the credit to God. I want to be sensitive to your schedule. You have been in, you have been in interviews all day and other. Yeah, uh, since six in the morning. <laughs> you had a full, full day. Just say a word about the lead actor. Um, is this, I think people, most people know him, but refer to that again. And what it was yeah. like the other roles he's played in the past and then what it was like uh, for him playing this role. Yeah. Uh, the lead, you know, Tim Ballard, the role of Tim Ballard is played by Jim Caviezel. And I've been a fan of Jim Caviezel from Teen Red Line. You know, I, I, I love that film. And then after Teen Red Line, he did The Passion of Christ. And obviously, you know, he's known for the Conde of Monte Cristo. But in this particular film, when I met him for the first time to talk about the role, I saw he got very emotional right away. And his eyes got really teary. And when I got to know him more, I realized that this subject matter was way too close to home for him. It was a personal for him. He had already rescued children. He had adopted children himself. So for him, this was more than a movie. It was, it was, it was, it, there was a lot of conviction in him. So right there, I realized also, you know, we're called to make this movie. And for me as a director to have an actor that understands this subject in a more profound way than myself, it was, it was, it was a, uh, it was a blessing. So it was a, it's been a beautiful journey. Uh, Jim is a beautiful human being. And uh, he gave his all into this film. And, and, and I'm just very grateful for that. And we built a beautiful friendship. And uh, he's a warrior. He's a warrior. He's a, he's a warrior. He's out there fighting and, and doing his thing. What do you want to say? I just wanted to say, when you were talking about the timing, I felt the Lord say it's, it is his exponential timing. That it wasn't a failure on your part because of COVID and all the delays, but he has a moment to synchronize his message and it's going to be exponential. 
much greater that it comes now in the year of Jubilee and at this time and at this season, people are gonna be ready. And so the seed will go into good ground and it'll produce a hundredfold. Whereas before it, maybe the crop might not have been as productive, but now it'll be abundant. Thank you. Alejandro, you have been gracious. Uh, my temptation is I always ask too many questions and I really have a lot more questions, but I'm gonna stop right there. Tristan, would you come on and lead in prayer for Alejandro uh, right now for this mission? This is, uh, I can only imagine how close this is to the heart of the Father. Uh, the, the notion, I mean, it shocks me, the statement, there's more people in slavery today than there was 150 years ago. This is beyond comprehension to me. And then what you, when you said children ages six and seven, um, I, I, I'm just speechless to the thoughts of what is happening right now as we're sitting here in the comfort of our homes talking. And I guess you're in a car, I believe, but uh, as we're sitting here in the comfort of our day and what is being done to young children and, and trapped for their whole lives if they can't not get out. Uh, yeah. it, it, boggles, it boggles my mind how badly this broken, hurting world needs the power of the gospel and the transformation of the Holy Spirit to come upon it. So, Amen. Tristan, why don't you pray for our brother and for the success of this movie, and I'm going to cap this off. Absolutely, Dr. Garlow. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this interview. We thank you for the work that Alejandro has done, Lord, to uh, direct this movie. Lord, I, I pray for a hedge of protection over him, over uh, Jim Caviezel, over all of the actors and the crewmen and, and the staff that helped to make this movie happen. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you have so divinely orchestrated for this movie to release on July 4th, when we as Americans celebrate uh, Independence Day. Father, I thank you that truly on July 4th, there won't just be a celebration of independence as a nation from, from Britain, but Lord, I pray that a sound of spiritual freedom will truly break out all across the United States in every single theater that is uh, broadcasting this movie. Father, I thank you that you will draw people's hearts. Lord, I pray that you would stir up something in their hearts to just set aside their July 4th plans and allocate room to go to the movie theater to watch the sound of freedom. Father, I pray that they would not only go with their families, but Lord, that they would invite other friends and their neighbors to come to see the movie. I thank you, Lord, that whilst there may be competition from other films, I pray that this film will break records. Lord, may it blow, Lord, the mind of analysts and, and, and experts, and, and may it be a resounding success. Father, I thank you that this film will, will illuminate, Lord, the reality of this broken world. But Lord, leave us with a sense of hope that, it, that change can be done. Father, that 
children can be rescued from these networks of human trafficking. Father, I thank you that through this film, you are going to do a mighty, mighty work that people will come to, will even come to know you. And Lord, I pray that this will motivate all of us in whatever capacity we are in, Lord, to look out for the least amongst us, to look out, Lord, for the, for the children, those that are most innocent in our society. Lord, may people once again recognize the truth that everyone, everyone is made in your image and has inherent worth and value. So, Father, I thank you for the incredible impact that this film is going to make. Lord, do what only you can do. We pray your blessing and your favor in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. If I can just say to you this word, uh, I just want to speak and declare over you the blessing of the Lord. This, um, this is going to be a gateway into a larger vista of opportunity for you. Continue to walk in the humility that you manifest. Walk in humility and purity before the Lord. Because it, it, God does have favorites. Those favorites are widows and orphans and the down, downtrodden and the poor. And you are focusing the love of God on some of the most abused in all society. And that brings joy to the Father that you are moved and you care for them. You, you, what you're doing is, is Jesus to them. You're, you're incarnational. You're touching. You're reaching, but Jesus is touching. And so there is a special anointing that's on you. It's a very sacred anointing. And um, I, I'm praying that this film, I keep saying a gateway doors opening. And you're walking through it and the, and the vista is now broader in, in the future. For, because of the anointing and the calling and the nature of God's heart towards this cause. So um, we just declare that in the name of Jesus. We love you, and bless, love you and bless you. And folks, we're going to go right on now, continue with more prayer. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please read the show notes for additional details if you would like a copy of the book or resources mentioned. Remember that WellVersed is a 501c3 tax-deductible nonprofit organization. We rely on your support and partnership. Don't forget to hit subscribe to keep up to date with our latest episodes. Leave us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. Thank you for listening to the WellVersed podcast. For more information, please go to www.wellversedworld.org.